You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your top-down, wind-in-your-hair, Saturday morning automotive thrill ride. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but right now, love us on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Al. Did you like the facial expression? Because I, I always forget that we're actually on video. I thought this is a radio show, but... People can look and watch and see how pretty we look. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's 2023. We've got cameras on us, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and yeah. eventually we end up on, on YouTube looking pretty. In other words, no privacy anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> on the internet? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, internet, yeah. 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 You look good, too, by the way, on YouTube. Al looks, he's always well presented. Oh, I thought well, you were talking to him. You're talking to me, too? What are you playing with your microphone like that for? Well, because we, I, I was looking you at the talk visual. About this you see, no, I, I want, looking at the visual, I, I want to make sure that I look good, too. Yes, this, yes, you do. This makes me, you know, and Saturday is usually the lazy day, but now I have to shave and figure out what kind of clothes I'm going to wear on Saturday morning back because we're on air. Brian, obviously, well, I, you I, know. I sell this on my merch store, so. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, the promoting guy. And this is this is a bit of a, a joke. It was inspired by um, one of the editors at a very famous uh, magazine that might or might not be called Motor Trend, mm-hmm. who um, is a very well known writer. <laughs> Can't drive uh, to save his life. Right, 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 right. And so uh, polite sometimes. I, I know. I'm not naming names, but uh, um, you know, he's really not great. He's great at writing, but not great at driving. And you know, he loves to say cars understeer. Well, cars don't understeer by themselves. That actually takes the driver to make it do that. No, no, no. It's the car. It's the it's 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 the the setup. It's the tires. It's not the driver. No, never, never the driver. <laughs> I saw a couple people today uh, coming in on, on the lecture. They had uh, the convertibles were out. Mm-hmm. Sunroofs are open. Yeah, everybody's jogging. It's like. You know you're Canadian when 10 degrees is like, it's get outside, it's summer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. So, it's so true. I was talking to my friends at uh, at Mazda this week. They've yeah. got a bunch of uh, MX-5s in their fleet this summer, so I've I've uh, filled the summer with uh, uh, I'm sure, t- yeah. top, top-down sports car driving. Is that still in production? They're still making those? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Then they've got the uh, the RF, which is kind of a hard top, and then the, the Roadster, which is my favorite. Good day for biking. Cycling, and, yeah. I, and I'm guessing next year they'll announce an electric. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope, hopefully uh, not. Like electric bikes, like electric no, no, bikes, electric MR2. What are they called? The MX, Miata, MX5. The, MX5. Yeah, the yes, yes. Oh, speaking of electrics, we got some special See? guests was on the subtle, show today. Huh? You like that? Very good. Steve. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we've got where is she? Virginia Block, who is the uh, the head uh, head honcho at Amigo Electric Vehicles. They sell all kinds of electric vehicles from a huge different price range from from uh, you know from reasonable entry ones to the really fancy uh, Rolls Royce of electric oh, bikes they, too, uh, eh? They, they do have some fancy, fancy things. And she carries them all in the store, plus accessories. We're going to talk to her a little later. And? And, of course, we have Maureen Harkwell from OnVec on uh, a little bit later. Yes. Well, with interest rates uh, still going nuts, 
She's going to talk about the risks that you take when you're doing some auto financing. If you watch some of the TV spots while the Leafs are choking, uh, losing, um, <laughs> maybe not. Okay, they're done. Anyway, um, it's like it's 92 months. Soon it's going to be over 100 months financing. Yeah. And you yeah. know, if you take money out for like 50 grand over like 100 months, that car's going to cost you... 100000 <laughs> I, I, I like I like paying for my personal cars in cash. Yeah. Yeah. I, I prefer to do that. Well, and on top of that, you know, the dealers, because supply is so low and they're not actually making a whole lot of sales, they're adding all kinds of extra stuff, you know, padding the uh, the price of putting it above. Padding. Nice. Huh? Huh? Padding is being put. He's like talking to his lawyers, isn't he? <laughs> putting it way above uh, MSRP and, uh, you know, pe- people want to know, are allowed to do that? Well, we're going to find out. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And and uh, we have uh, we have a tribute later to uh, Gordon Lightfoot, and I am going to share with you guys uh, a little bit later that uh, Gordon Lightfoot was a genuine genuine car guy, one of my people. Oh wow! This is, this is one of your jokes from last week. This it? is not a joke from okay, last week. I, I've gotten one of those, but no, uh, Mr. Lightfoot was uh, was into racing. Yeah, and I want to thank everybody who's been writing into Facebook for uh, about suggestions for uh, Gordon Lightfoot tune. We're going to play that later on today. So thanks. After you, Mr. Gelman, with your great T-shirt. So hopefully this won't be the wreck, you, you know. Oh, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Just can't leave anything alone. Let's Jenny. have a great one, and we're looking forward to Carlos. Okay, Carlos can be representing Dave's for the Garage in the marathon tomorrow. We're looking forward to his performance. He's got a special shirt made up just for the show. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in the studio with Alan Gelman and Steve Scheiman. I'm not quite sure why Steve's here, but uh, he's always a welcome voice. I'll bring you, <laughs> I'll bring you a coffee and, next week. Yes, and, and speaking of voices, yes, our voices are on uh, on YouTube these days. So these shows end up on our new YouTube channel, which is simply Dave's Corner Garage on YouTube. Really easy to find. And pictures of us. This is live. Yeah, well, yeah, it is live. You could you can watch us on uh, I think on zoomerradio.ca but, as well. But just so you know, even though they're watching it on YouTube, those are unedited. Those are like us for real. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's the it's the show as uh, as we do it. And, yeah, uh, remember that time Steve fell off the chair and we were laughing. I like know and we didn't we didn't capture we didn't the video. Make fun of him, you yeah. know, and uh, we didn't talk about his wine consumption or the night before or anything. And, I think there was scotch, and involved. then it's still there. I think they were both involved. <laughs> <laughs> the wheels on the bus fell off today. Here we go. What so, did you have before you came in here today? Uh, I'm always excited to come down here, Steve, and um, and I was so excited because you told me you were going to be here. here. <laughs> Get on the boots. <laughs> Anyways, there's a price war going on, I'm told. Uh, Ford and, and, and Mr. Musk are having odds with each other. What's going on? Well, Tesla is dropping their prices because they can. Uh-huh. Because uh, their their business is, is not sustained on the sale of cars. Oh. So their their business is, you know, credits for, you know, making EVs and all of that stuff. So that's that's how their business actually So, so they don't have to make money on each car? No, and they, and they really haven't. Oh. On, a, on an operational basis, no. So what's happening is they're they're lowering the prices. Teslas are obviously very, very popular. Right. And that's kind of the go-to in the EV market. So the you know they're, they are our favorite automakers mm-hmm. that are producing EVs, like Ford, for example, with the Mustang Mach-E, which I really enjoy driving, they are under pressure from Tesla's um, lower prices now. So. I did see that actually they their sales dropped by twenty percent uh, Ford on, on that that vehicle last yeah, month. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's and it's an excellent vehicle. 
Uh-huh. Like it's it's one of my, it's one of my favorite EVs, and I'm, in fact, I'm driving one today. Oh, and I didn't know uh, that. yeah, and you couldn't tell. The thing is, I and I love these. So this one is the anti-virtue signaling EV. It mm-hmm. it looks like a Genesis. That's what SUV. I thought it was. So we yeah. get in the parking lot. Yeah, it, it looks like a regular Genesis, but no, it's a hundred percent electric. Oh, but did they change the styling? Nope. Oh, no. Nope. Okay. There, there, there's you you couldn't tell it's an EV until you drove it. <laughs> Look at his face. Well, no, but it does not not look like a Mach-E. Oh, th- th- no, this is a Genesis. Oh, okay. Genesis. Check his water. On, Check I was his still water. on the Ford page. Oh, yeah, but isn't yeah. Ford, speaking of Ford, aren't they now moving to where you can buy it direct? And yeah. they're, by, they're going to start bypassing dealerships. That's they're right. doing it in the States already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, if you have a dealership, it's like, oh, thank you. Right. It's crazy. So you're going to, like Genesis, you can buy it. This is years ago. You could buy it online, and they deliver it to your house. Yeah, and it's still the same. They've, yeah. they've sustained that. So um, I know several people have purchased Genesis, and and they you know simply you know what Genesis does is they they allow you to buy the car mm-hmm. any way you want. So if you want to buy it by text, you can do that. Right. Um, but when it, when it comes to service, what they do is they bring you the same model. They take away your car. They service it. They bring it back. It's you never have to visit, visit a, a dealer if uh, if you don't want to. Mm. Some people like to, so they've started to. You gotta, don't you want to sit in the car though? Well, th- for a te- for a test drive, they'll bring it to you as well. They'll leave it. They'll leave it with you. There's no pressure. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And uh, with respect to manufacturers moving away from the dealer model, Volvo has also stated they are absolutely 100 percent moving away from the dealer model. So why is it? Do you think that some of these dealerships, the, n- the ones that have been established, are knocking down their old uh, uh, showrooms and they're building these these massive showrooms? If, sure. this, if the trending is going that way to buying it online, mm-hmm. are they just buying it for the real estate or what? Well, there's, there's some of that. But there there are also some brands. You know, for example, a lot of premium brands, people do like visiting the dealership because it's, a, you know, it's it's like going to a high-end retail store. It's that I kind like of sweating when I go in there. <laughs> Here comes the pressure. Yeah. Well. That's gone, know, though. It's it, going. It, it's it's going. And you know, what's what's funny in the States is, is supply has caught up. And there are cars. When I visit the states, there are cars on dealer lots everywhere. So it's it's it hasn't happened here yet. Well, I, but then the other thing that's going along is a ton of amalgamation, where you're having these huge dealer groups buying all the little guys. Yes. So you know we're going to have one huge store. We don't need to have five in the city, right? Right. And 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 now as well. I remember years ago when I worked for Volkswagen, they were pretty stuffed. You like you, you could not bring in any other kind of product on your property. Where in the states, you know, you'd see the same, you know, say under the same hat, there could be uh, German cars, Japanese cars, be all kinds of stuff. They, I guess, you know, they had better. It's America. Well, that, that, yeah, yeah, that, that's the way they used to do it. It's, it's less so now because they they like having their own their own dealer experience, and I think the agreements that manufacturers have with the dealership is that or the dealer group is they want their standalone stores, especially on the on the premium side. But I, I you know, in the old days when I travel through the states, it was fun seeing a Buick mm-hmm. store with a Volkswagen store at the you know in the same <laughs> under the same roof. Yeah, you and and you kind of wonder how that must kill. Like for example, like you, you know, GM had their entry level cars or small you know. Econo cars. How are you going to sell one of those if, if a guy can buy a, a Tercel? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, really wreck you. Yeah. But I want to know if you get a Genesis, can you pick between Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins to deliver it? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Because <laughs> that's what I that would make my day. I'd almost buy one if, if one of those two guys so could come. So if you, that happened, would your land lie down on Broadway? Okay. This is Dave's Corner Garage. A bunch of music freaks here, eh? Car buffs too. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and Steve Scheinman. Not quite sure why Steve oh, is here, but stop he's, with these he's here. <laughs> so, Al, Al, what's what's going on at the shop this week? Like, are people done with with their their summer tire changeovers? No, I don't think. Oh. I think I like to think we're halfway. You know, people are still calling, going. You know, I was thinking about changing my tires. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you should have been thinking about it weeks ago. Like and, me. I oh, and I can't in. come in tomorrow? No, like you can't come in tomorrow. I can't come um, in until next week now. I mean, I was kind of glad that we got those plus 20 days a couple weeks back because that, that, people need that kick in the butt. Otherwise, they're not doing it. Exactly. And then I had to try to placate them and say, You're not, they're not going to melt, okay? You can go an extra couple weeks. Um, it, it's not that big an issue, you know, especially it's Granny who's driving the, Easy. the milk store. You Easy, know? Granny? I mean, I'm talking about the people who use <laughs> have very limited use of their vehicle, where they're only putting on, you know, uh, two miles a, a week. Or You're not going to ruin your tires in that length of time. No, they're not going to get hot enough to, to even worry about it. Right. I mean, you know, which compound are you running this week, you know? Exactly. Is the yellow ones, the green ones, or the red ones, you know? I got, I got to say, I'll, I, you know, I, I joke about, you know, people coming to my house, and I'll do tire changes for them for yes. a really expensive rate. I've seen little posters on, on telephone poles in my neighborhood. Some dude is actually doing it, out of, mm-hmm. probably out of the trunk of his car. Well, you know what? I, I had a call yesterday and from a guy, and I'm the first thing I do is I look check my database to find out the last time he's been in because, yes. you know, I'm going, well, if he's a regular guy, of course I'm going to try to get him a little bit sooner. But if he's a one-time only or I've never seen him, well, sorry, bud, you're going to just have to wait, right? Mm-hmm. And, you didn't uh, tell me that. Uh, <laughs> we have this rating scale. Yeah, thank you very and, much. Uh, <laughs> you're on the scale, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say where, but he's on the scale. Oh, that's good. So he had some, you know, weird little problem, and I thought, well, I, I'd love to help you after I realized I didn't really know who he was. Anyway, I said, y- you got to understand, we're busy with tires right now. You know, everybody I call is telling me the same story. Um, and and, and the, other, the other issue, of course, is staffing. Um, you know, to find people who want to take work. entry-level jobs and work and show up every day. Um, Oh, as a matter of fact, I was talking to a relative last night who owns a McDonald's, and he said, it's the worst. He says, kids these days, you know, <laughs> they, they come in, and we give them a uniform, and, you know, they wake up one morning and go, yeah, I don't feel like going in today. <laughs> Where's the responsibility, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's pretty bad. Um, so like I say, he, all, most of the garages, most of the people in the blue-collar industry are hurting for staff, and we are understaffed, besides the fact that, of course, the supply chain issues are still there as well. Um, you know, I've been checking on website looking for tires, and it's like, ooh, uh, hang on. There should be eight options in this size, but all I see is two, you know. Hmm. Um, so it's, it's still pretty rough. Out so there. I don't see it until next week. I got bumped again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you're not going to complain too much. So if wait, wait. If it makes in, you any happier, my <laughs> wife's winter tires are still on her. Don't car, bring okay? Deb into this. I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. are you get people who say you got their tires done a month ago? Are they coming back to get their lug nuts tightened? No, no, they're not. Um, the odd one may ask. Um, I think for the most part, I mean, we're seeing it more often now because more vehicles now have alloy wheels. When cars had steel wheels. Ah. It was never discussed. I had never heard about retorquing. You put them on, you went, eh, 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 and you were good. The problem is, is with alloy wheels, you get a huge amount of corrosion. Uh, they fit differently, and um, they're made out of different materials. Yeah. Um, and, and so it is necessary, especially if 
it's an inexperienced, like the guy whose picture is on the telephone pole. Yeah, uh, name's Roy. You can come by twenty bucks mm-hmm. and put your tires on. Yeah. Um, if he's not experienced and doesn't know what he's doing, yeah, you're going to have a loose wheel. I mean, and we're seeing all the time. Yeah. 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 It, and it's and it's easy to, especially somebody who's inexperienced. there's so many things you have to understand and um, you know for example I've had wheels that have specific lug nuts Mm -hmm. you know know, and and it's the wheel not the not the car right and then of course people are are changing wheel sizes and stuff for winter so uh, you have wheels that are universal wheels that aren't hub centric they call it Mm -hmm. so you have to use centering rings yes okay it's Uh a little plastic spacer so you got to know um, if it has one, because then if you forget to take it off because it's stuck to the hub and then try yeah, to put oh. a mag wheel on. Oh, it's not going to fit. It's not going to fit. Yeah. And and the bolts, your your gun or your torque wrench is going to go, okay, I'm at the right tor- amount of torque, but only because it's it's sitting cockeyed <laughs> and exactly. it's trying to squish the ring underneath. That's I right. just get nervous on the QEW or where, we, where the trucks, you're going by the and they have it's a, if it's a twelve wheeler, yes. they've got like twelve different kinds of tires. And <laughs> yeah, just some are spinning a different way. You're going. I'm going to the far lane and getting away from these guys. Well, the one caveat I'll mention though is, is that if you feel something or hear something that who knows could be a loose wheel, guess what? It could be. All right. So don't keep driving. Don't turn the radio louder. Call the guy who did it and say, listen. Uh, could I come by because I got something weird going on? And he'll usually say, come on over right away. Uh, don't leave it go. That's it. Yeah, it's easy. Don't let the wheels on the bus fall off. That's what, <laughs> seriously, it wouldn't be kids everywhere. It would be an ugly scene. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and after the break, we've got Maureen Harkwell, who's going to be talking all about Onvik and what you need to know. Listening to Dave's Corner Garage, brought to you in part by Omvic. No hidden fees or surprise costs. It's the law. Protect yourself from curbsiders. Go to omvic.ca. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and Steve Scheiman. Again, not sure why he's here. And uh, joining us on the line is Maureen Harkwell from Omvic. Now, Maureen, I have to mention something. It was an obvious joke. I saw this on social media, and it was a bit about a gentleman saying he worked really hard to pay off his car lease and then realized at the end of it he didn't own the car. Now, people generally aren't that um, misinformed, but when it comes to financing, there's a lot to know. Well, good morning, and, and absolutely. I mean, uh, we all know that buying a, or purchasing or leasing a vehicle is your, your oftentimes your second biggest purchase, sometimes your biggest uh, purchase. So you need to be, uh, I think, have your eyes open uh, before you go into doing that uh, that transaction. That's right. You don't want it bigger than it needs to be. A hundred percent. And, uh, you know, that's all part of the uh, the, the process is to, to really have that understanding uh, about the risk associated with financing. So really encouraging uh, Ontarians to do their research uh, about those risks so that they can really maintain their financial plan and, and stick to a budget. Now, what are what are some concerns that consumers are raising when it comes to financing their car these days? Yeah, so I guess there's a few things. Um, you know, I, I guess one of the big things, of course, is, is the impact of taking on a long-term loan. So you obviously have some choice when you, you go in and you, uh, you purchase a vehicle um, and, and taking on that long-term loan. You have to really think about whether that's something that's, uh, 
that's going to work for you. So the mistake um, so, people have been making is is that they've been focusing on the monthly as ra- as opposed to what the whole package is going to entail. Is that right? Well, absolutely. And and of course, they've also got to think about things like you know how much do you, is the person actually going to drive the vehicle um, if you're going to have greater mileage on it that vehicle is going to depreciate way faster which will hurt the trade-in value at at the end Um, how long are they going to keep the vehicle so you know if you're going to if you plan on driving the vehicle for a short period of time it really doesn't may not make sense in fact to get an extended term loan and then of course uh you know again depreciation again how fast will that car depreciate Certainly that's something the dealer can give you a sense of what, what the value might be later on, of course, depending on how much you drive that vehicle. But getting back to it, I mean, I've only got so much to spend. I mean, you know, how do I, how do I jiggle those numbers or juggle those numbers so they're going to work for me? I, yeah, I, I, I obviously have to go to a longer term. I mean, is there another magic way of doing this? Well, you, you, you may, um, and I guess that's about, you know, before you, and I would, well, here's what we're recommending for people in Ontario, is that sure. before you even walk into the dealership and start talking about financing and, and the different options available, is go to your financial institution, go to your bank, talk to them about what they can do for you so that you at least have a baseline before you walk into the dealership. And that's really about educating the consumer, and really empowering them to have that, that understanding of, gee, my bank can give me this. Now, Mr. Dealer, what can, you, what can you do for me? And what options are available? And, of course, we encourage consumers, of course, to set a realistic budget that they can afford. Um, another thing is to know, uh, you know who your credit application is actually being submitted to. Uh, we, you know, it's, it's regular practice, I think, for dealers to, to perhaps submit it to a number of, of different financing institutions. Um, but, you know, uh, consumers need to be mindful of that in terms of you, if it gets submitted too often, that can actually negatively impact your credit score. Um, and then, of course, shopping around for the best rate. Uh, that's something that uh, uh, we know that loans that have higher interest rate rates um, often provide dealers with something called a, a reserve or a higher reserve. So consumers just need to be aware of these different things that all feed into financing and ultimately purchasing a vehicle. But I mean, at the get-go, would you not want to be negotiating just on the, the cost of the vehicle itself, you know, before you enter the finance part of it, you know what I mean? Because um, yeah. it's usually a, a dickering or a horse trading kind of situation anyways, um, or it was in the past, but now apparently cars are going for over the suggested retail price, but there is some wiggle room, isn't there? So I guess there's a few things here, and and you know, first and foremost, of course, uh, you know, Onvik is encouraging uh, Ontarians to go and purchase or lease a vehicle uh, from an Onvik registered dealer, uh, and uh, because if you buy from an on, an Onvik registered dealer, uh, there'll be certain protections for that consumer. Um, if something should go wrong, for example, having the opportunity to perhaps make a claim to our compensation fund if something has happened that, that isn't right. You know, dealers in Ontario, they also need to abide by the all-in price advertising. So, you know, if a consumer sees a vehicle that's advertised uh, in the media or in the newspaper, uh, they should take that, that advertisement in with them and say, that's the vehicle I'm interested in at that price, um, because that's the law in Ontario. Um, of course, you know, you buy from an OMVIC uh, registered dealer. There's also an obligation on dealers 
to provide full disclosure of the vehicle's past use or history and, and condition. Um, and of course, as I said, the access to the comp- our motor vehicle dealers compensation fund can re- really provide that peace of mind to consumers if there's ever a problem. What's the maximum now on that compensation? Yeah, so under the, the legislation, it's uh, $45,000 is, uh, is the maximum that a claim uh, can be paid out. Okay. So that's going to be cons- primarily we're talking about used cars here in this particular case. Uh, you know, I think obviously oftentimes it is uh, used cars, but, mm-hmm. you know, something can, often, can sometimes go wrong with a, a new car purchase as well. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's obligations, the same obligations apply on a, on a new car as they do on a, on a used car. And uh, uh, we, for example, you know, in order to even make a claim to the compensation fund, you know, certain, here's a few examples of how you, how they would, a consumer could make a claim is that if, if the dealer failed to remit payment on an extended warranty, or maybe the dealer became bankrupt Mm -hmm. and that can be new or used, obviously. So, you know, those are the kinds of uh, opportunities that a consumer might have to, to make a claim. Yeah, people call me on extended warranties all the time, whether I'm in favor or not, you know. Um, but obviously, even if it was the best one, if it wasn't registered or paid for, um, and, and Buddy doesn't find out until a year after he's bought the car, he's up a creek. But you're saying OMVIC would cover him in those kind of cases. So listen, there's certainly an opportunity to make a claim, and uh-huh. so long as they meet the criteria... Uh, there's an opportunity to at least get uh, get compensation for, uh, for example, as you said, the extended warranty, if that was duly paid but uh, was never submitted. Um, that's certainly an opportunity for compensation. Now, the all-in pricing, though, that pertains to, you know, the, the, the bottom line because, uh, again, people have been told they have to take the, the financing through the dealer. Uh, in fact, it blew me away where the people said, I offered the guy cash, and he said, I don't want your cash. You can't pay in cash, and you have to pay the price according to the financing. Yeah, so listen, I mean, at the end of the day, the consumer really does have the, the ultimate power, which is to, to walk out. If it's, the deal isn't what they want and it's not in a, in, a, in a manner in which that they're comfortable with, then they should go elsewhere and see if someone else will get, work with them to make a deal that works for them. Right. Um, you know, th- these are difficult times. We know that supply is still... Uh, short or, or limited in certain certain manufacturers. Uh, we know used car prices have gone up. Um, so, it, listen, it's a very difficult market up there, but ultimately, you know, the consumer has the ultimate power, which is to walk out. Yes, and to do it beforehand, because the other point that you brought up earlier was the, uh, the cooling-off period, eh? Well, absolutely. In, in Ontario, and, and a lot of Ontarians don't know this, but we do not... I'll repeat, do not have a cooling off period in Ontario. So once you sign that contract, uh, it is a binding agreement, a binding contract. And really, the dealer doesn't doesn't have to uh, uh, doesn't have to walk away, you know, doesn't have to do anything. It's a binding agreement. I mean, I've also heard some really good stories, though, about dealerships where, you know, a consumer comes back and thinks that the deal just isn't right or they They've recalculated and the financing just isn't going to work or, or they feel they've made a terrible mistake. And, you know, I hear some really good stories from dealers and consumers that say, you know, the dealer worked with me. And while I didn't buy car A, he got me or she got me into car B. So, you know, I, I think there's, there's certainly a, an opportunity there where I think if you have a good relationship with your dealer that they're going to want to keep you as a customer. 
Um, but again, there's no obligation for the dealer to do that. And don't forget to look for the blue and yellow sign, right? A hundred percent. You know, there's a blue and yellow decal. You can also, consumers should also, if they have any doubt, they can also ask the salesperson or the dealer to provide their OMVIC registration number. And they can also go on our website and search to make sure that that dealer or that salesperson is actually registered for us. Because if, if, if the dealer or the uh, salesperson isn't registered with us, uh, there may not be any protections available uh, to the consumer. Maureen, what's the website for OMVIC? So it's OMVIC, O-M-V-I-C dot O-N dot C-A. And our number is one 800 943 Right. And, and check it out. they got some great videos. Uh, you know, there's so many things that people don't know, and you can watch them. And you can have someone else ask the dumb questions and start laughing. Go, who would ask a question like that? But it's full of great information, right? Absolutely. We certainly encourage consumers to come to us before they even walk into the dealership. Exactly. Way easier to get help beforehand than they figured out afterwards. Thanks, Maureen. Have yourself a great weekend. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. And for people who are thinking about bicycles rather than cars, who we, do we have next? We've got Virginia Black from Amigo. And uh, they're they're here downtown, and uh, they're you know they've got some cool bicycles that are electrically assisted. She amigo of yours? Uh, I've never met Virginia. Oh well, we could. It's always fun making new amigos. <laughs> That's right. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, and again, Steve Scheiman's here. Not sure why, but joining us on the phone is sad. He's uh, just really vindictive. It, I no, I could have locked you out of the studio, but I didn't. Well, Steve's doctor told him he needed a little bit more, you know, uh, exercise. So he oh. came in. He thought maybe he'd get a special deal from Virginia oh. Block. Well, you know, this is the thing oh, for, for a gentleman like Steve. One of Virginia's bikes makes a lot of sense. Hi, Virginia. Hello. I guess the good part is you actually move. It's not a stationary bike. Is that right? Yeah, you can be outside in the sunshine and um, exploring your city, exploring exploring trails. So you have bikes, of course, that are city bikes, and you have so you have a bike that's let's call it like a BMX kind of bike. Oh, interesting question. Um, we have 20-inch folding wheels, but not necessarily BMX bikes. BMX bikes are more, um, yeah, people do it more, like, for fun, and they do tricks. Like, our, our bikes are more for transportation, so they get people from A to B. All right. Now, you did mention, I, I watched a great video. you got a gorgeous store there, I must say. Um, and, oh, and you've just you. added a new showroom. You've got even more space, eh? Um, yeah, so we have um, yeah two retail outlets um, in Toronto, one uh, right downtown in the Queen West neighborhood, and then one just south of Yorkdale. And yeah, we sell online and have more electric bikes in stock than I'm sure any other dealer in Canada. Now, this isn't your first time around the block, nudge, nudge. Um, you've oh, been doing this, sorry. <laughs> you, you've been doing this for a long time. When did you start? Oh, I... Yeah, that joke would have thrown me off, too. (laughs) I started the company in October 2010. So I was, yeah, one of the pioneers in the industry and really started at a time where 
no one knew what an electric bike was and what it was all about. And it was difficult. It was challenging. Um, but now almost everyone knows and they're like, Oh, I tried that. It's amazing. And yeah, the, the attitude and perception of electric bikes have, has really evolved. Well, you have three different kinds of users or buyers, you said. Uh, maybe you want to explain what those three different people are. Yeah, so um, one of the largest, like, we're, we're in Toronto. Like, the main part of our business is downtown Toronto, and most people buy them to commute. Okay. They use them so you can get exercise on the way to work. You... Yeah, save gas. It's good for the environment. A lot of times it saves time and yeah, it helps with infrastructure. So um, commuters are a big part. And then second, um, I'm sure most people by now have ordered um, Uber Eats and various food delivery services. So we actually partnered with Uber Eats in 2016. We Uber Eats was actually started here in Toronto too, which people might not know. And when delivery riders could deliver on an electric bike, they were able to deliver twice as long three times as long because of the assistance from the battery. They didn't have to worry about parking, getting tickets. And we have some delivery riders who've actually put on 250,000 kilometers on one bike. Like that's that much usage um, off of, yeah, having a delivery person in a car. So it's really great. And that business is also um, not seasonal. So when we partnered with Uber Eats, it really transformed my business. It made it where we were busy all year round instead of just when the recreation rider or the commuter ride more in fair weather. So that was really great. And yeah, they're, they're a large part of our business. And then the third is more the recreation rider where they're getting the electric bikes to get out to have exercise, to go explore, to use on weekends. Some of them do use it to run errands and they use it for fun. That's that's more my style. What I what I do appreciate about electrically assisted bikes is that you can you you know you can ride further, you can ride longer than you than you would otherwise. Yeah, that's the real key, and that's what people don't realize is with that electric bike, you're not limited. Like you you can go out and you can ride a hundred kilometers in a day. Um, our uh, store manager every year. He takes his electric bike and he rides it all the way to Niagara Falls and all the way back. And he can do that in a day. Like, it's it's just outstanding what you can do and how you're not limited. Yes, most riders won't want to go that far distance. That's a little bit much for me, too. But it's really you, you're not afraid to get on that bike and go that far distance to go down to Scarborough Bluffs to go up really steep hills like you 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 have the you have those options a question you know we see people we are buying cars that are electric now um and and of course the thought is range anxiety maybe you can explain how long will a battery technically you know a, a full up charge if you're running it on that only on a bike 
could you drive it for a whole week or you'd have to plug it in nightly? Oh, yeah, yeah. You like it, it depends on how far you are going, uh-huh. but the average electric bike now you can get. 100 kilometer range and that's something that we really specialize in is larger batteries more efficient bikes and some of our bikes have 300 kilometer range more than some cars mm-hmm. and if you run out of battery you can cycle so you're you're not you don't have to have as much range anxiety well good and uh again you have a website i sure do and what would it be it's Amigo EV for electric vehicles.com. Great. And two locations in the city and the phone number? 416 uh, 907 All right, Virginia, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. All right, and, and don't forget, you need the clip, eh? So your, your pants don't oh, get caught geez. in the chain. I, that happened to me, you know? My mom what told What year did that happen to you? Well, it was a long time ago, and, <laughs> and I was wearing a suit. I got in so much trouble. Oh, my God. Oh, did you the know, chain come off, dear? It, no, it didn't, but I had holes in my suit. And it was terrible. <gasps> oh, God. But no, I'll go electric next time. I don't have to worry about <laughs> yeah. the chain. Virginia, thanks again. Take care. Have a great weekend. Thank you, too. A Take clip. Care. I haven't Bye. seen a clip in years. <laughs> they have all that and accessories. And a thing for your head so you don't bang it. Well, you're going to bang it, but at least you won't get hurt, right? Who's he talking to right now? I'm not sure. Got to go. We'll He's be off right on back. a tangent. <laughs> I'm worried about him. Lie down. Tell us about it. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and Steve Scheiman. And uh, I've been working on racing all week and learned something new. I've been buying my drivers and teams the fireproof overalls yeah you know what they wear underneath the fireproof overalls nothing no they do oh jesus they they, they wear speedos really was this the joke it's another dad joke (laughs) oh god no seriously about about racing i learned something this week uh this week obviously the passing of gordon lightfoot but he was one of my people into into racing he actually supported john graham in 1982 in the can-am championship Really? Yeah. If, if 62? 82. Oh, okay. 82. Okay, okay. can I was thinking at 62, he didn't have no money yet. He was still, you no. know, cutting grass and well, earlier for people. So Can-Am was one of those big things yes. in, in, at that time. Yes. So in 1982 in Can-Am, Al Jr. was kind of the dominant driver. Danny Sullivan was there before, well before he won the Indy 500. All kinds of people. And, and Gordon Lightfoot was supporting Canadian driver uh, John Graham. Did he... Uh, was the car emblazoned with his, yeah. his light light foot across the side of the car? Oh wow! I yeah. never never knew that. Yeah. And apparently, Bernie, as a manager, was a car guy too. Uh, Bernie Finkelstein. I don't know what he had, but oh, and I saw an article. As a matter of fact, written by our friend, uh, what's his name? Forgot his name. Sorry. Um, Good friend. The wheel section. <laughs> Norris. Norris. Norris yes, where Norris, and this is from two years ago, where where Norris wanted to uh, change the name of Massey Hall. And he wanted to emblazon it with Gordon Lightfoot's name. This is two years played, ago. He always played for a full week. So he was going to be on the Carefree Highway. Well, I'll, I'll admit a little bit that Gordon Lightfoot was a little bit ahead of my time, but uh, still a great song. Oh, absolutely. Did so many great things. There was a story that uh, with the Edmund Fitzgerald that the head of the harbor in Detroit this week uh, rang the bell 39 times, which is kind of cool. No, that was actually, it was, it was 30. It was 29 times for every person on board. Yes, dear. Adding one to Gordon. Gordon was the third. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. 
Very nice. I did, and now he's on the carefree highway to the pearly gates, unfortunately. Yep, and, he was uh, a great guy. It, it's gonna be it m- would be nice if they changed Massey Hall's name, you know. Well, it was, because uh, he would always do a week in May or sometime in the summer, and it would, that became a tradition. Well, Norris, Norris's line was, who the heck, does anybody know who Massey was, right? Because he was the, Massey was the... Uh, the uh, the uh, farm implement company Massey Harris or Massey Ferguson. Massey that's Ferguson, where, yeah. That's where the Massey came from. He's a lot more people know Gord, so let's name it after Gord. How come he's making Norse a Newfoundlander? Uh, I, I I I love Norse. I can't argue with that. No, no. All right, got I to think thank you know what? Harkley. I think he may actually. I think it may actually push that they may try and get it changed to uh, Lifefoot Hall. Wouldn't that be great? Sure. Why not do it? Sure. I want to thank Maureen Harkwell from the from Avic. Make sure you do your homework before you get ripped off. That's what you got to do. You know, oh, look at how much I'm paying per month. Yeah, but you're paying that forever. Yeah, for nine years. That's yeah, not good. so you want to do that. And again, if you're thinking about exercise or you need a cheaper mode of transportation, check out Virginia Block Store Amigo Electric Vehicles. Are you going to put on your Speedo... Uh... No, no, I don't. I don't drive the race cars. Only on. Te- I don't race the race cars. So. I see. Uh, but I, I do see. have a racing suit. All I right. don't speedo. I stick to the limit. Oh. Yeah. Gotta go. Thank you, Carlos. See you next week. Bye bye, everyone. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from ten to eleven. On Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.